shall we? Yeah, let's do yeah, it. Go yeah. Is it recording? It is recording. All right, it's recording. Uh, fans, uh, we're, we're trying something new for you here. We're doing our first ever Skype record um, to keep up with our sensational content and to keep you entertained at a time when you need it most. I'm joined with Carlos and Joe. I can see their little faces. How are we doing? Go on, Carlos. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm very good. I'm loving it. I think technology is incredible. This is better than being in the studio. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's Less glorious. If, if only they could see our, <laughs> if only they could see mine and your beautiful faces, guys. I know. If only. That's sensational, sensational long hair. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this, this is a bit of a trial run. Um, if this goes well. Um, then we'll we'll do some more regular kind of virtual records throughout the process of the quarantine period. Um, but on a on a kind of basic getting back into the swing of things vibe, how are you two finding this? What are you what are you doing? And yeah, how are you finding this strange strange period of our lives? Well, I know I know you've actually got a proper job, Lewis, but I've also got a new job too. Yeah, so hang on a second. Hang on a second. Go on. Is there no one here that's currently in the unemployment diaries? Well, after you hear what my job is, I'll let you decide. All right, after you hear what mine is, I'll let you decide as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's yours, Carlos? How are you entertaining yourself? Yeah, so I've, I've been employed by Belgium under 21s. <laughs> <laughs> Oh great, he's a mad. Yeah, I finally finally made the switch over to football manager, but it's it's all a bit much for me. I don't know if I'll if I'll keep playing, but yeah, that's what I've been doing to fill my time. Can you feel yourself getting into like wearing the full suit and doing press conferences and all that kind of shit, or are you a bit more of a fair weather fan at the minute? Um I think it it, it depends how long quarantine goes on for, but if, if it carries on this way then yeah, I'll be getting I'll be wearing a shirt and tie, but nothing underneath because, you know, like you don't need to get fully dressed if you're on Skype. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the classic Skype interview. Exactly. Do That's you know what, what I'm doing now, actually. I've only you, got socks on. Do you know what, Carlos? You really got my hopes up then? Like a lot. Um, because, I mean, I thought that completely uncharacteristically, you, um, as I've just said, you've just finished an essay and you might have like literally on the same day, the same day, like went out and... <laughs> got a job or something like that and then turns out it's just football manager <laughs> but you know what that's also a surprise because of all of the people i know you're a very passionate football man but you're also a very uh, you watch football from a very analytical perspective more so than most people i know so i'm actually su- very surprised that you've uh kind of not been obsessed with uh football manager up to this point well the, the problem with it is it's, it's so detailed and technical that i was saying earlier it's not like you're playing a game it's, it's, it's so intense that I may as well be doing my university work. So it's not really a switch off at all. <laughs> What's been your biggest um, like moment of it so far? 1-8-0 uh, in my first game, didn't I? Oh, hello. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you who the opponent was, but yeah, banged it. Who's the star man of the Belgium end of No, 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 Lewis, Lewis. Ignorance is bliss. We don't want to know. Yeah, you don't want to know. I, I, I don't know what you've been doing, Joe. I really don't care. Right, Joe, how, yeah, what's going on in your life, mate? Um, well, I'm fortunate in that I work in the audiobook industry. Um, um, That's a sentence I've never said before. Pardon? <laughs> yes. Oh, no, I'm fortunate because it's a time where uh, I think the demand for audiobooks is uh, 
very high, as you yeah, might expect true. from people who are who are quarantined. Um, and we've 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 managed to work out ways to record. Um, people are recording from home and stuff. So yeah, um, that's good. It's Saturday. Boshed um... out a day of work on a Saturday, which I mean, it feels good because, um, I don't know. You never know what what be, what might be around the corner. So uh, yeah, it's, it's good one to, yeah. Week, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, there are. There aren't you don't have we don't have weekends at this moment in time, do we? Really? No, uh, it's the, that's what I was. Every so, day, I mean, like, every day is a weekday. And this a weekend. Is, like, this is touch wood that nothing serious comes of all this. I mean, I think I might have Corona at the minute, but apart from that, nothing serious comes of all this. This is hands down the most interesting thing to have ever happened in our lives. One hundred percent. I think I've been saying that. Um, we're going to learn so much about where we've been going wrong and how we can change that. And like already so much stuff about the environment and people's kindness to other people. People are realizing that you don't just need to be a dickhead all day, every day. You can, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? People are actually saying hello to each other in the street and it took a global pandemic to make you realize yeah. that just bopping past someone with, with a frown on it isn't a way to live life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What were your thoughts on the, um, on the big clap of 2020? What was like... the tweet? That, what was the tweet that you? Was it you that sent that tweet, Joe? Mine was like, "Ah, oh, let me find it." It was something like, um, "That clap for the NHS becomes Britain's second favorite thing to clap at, behind a, a centre back heading the heading the ball back to the keeper." No, I did. I did, I, I did send that one. That, so <laughs> that is brilliant. That. Did you both clap? I did. I, I didn't. So... I didn't tweet that. God, how I wish I tweeted that. Um, yeah, just to let you know, Carlos, you should jump on board this revolution. I've currently got Joe's tweet notifications turned on, so I get an email every time he tweets. <laughs> it's one of the best, uh, one of the best scenes I've ever made. You know, uh, I'm, you know, I'm still locked out of my Twitter. Do you know how I, what I did? Right, I got really frustrated with Twitter. Yeah. So I, during my exams, when I didn't want to be wasting time scrolling, I basically went on. You know, when you can write like create a new p- password. Yeah. So I opened the Word document. I create. I, I went on the Twitter thing, typed in gibberish on my keyboard, just like put in random shit, copy and pasted it into a Word document, copy and pasted that into confirm new password. Yeah. Confirm the new password, which is gibberish, and then deleted the Word, word document. <laughs> and I haven't been on since, and that was like three months ago. What a weirdo. <laughs> what a weird guy. That is a way to... Uh... To stop yourself from going on anything, to be honest with you, to, uh, I deleted twenty-eight thousand tweets. Today. Pardon? You did what? I deleted twenty-eight thousand tweets. <laughs> I've what been you... on it since two thousand nine, chatting solid shite. What, you've tweeted twenty-eight thousand times. Yeah. What was your worst tweet? The, the, the tweet from all of those deleted that, if you became famous, would yeah. get you the most I'm trouble. Not, I'm not going to read this. <laughs> I'm not going to say this while it's been recorded. We can have a. We can have a chat after the podcast and I'll let you into, you know, the horrible things that year 10 me thought was all right to tweet. <laughs> what, um, right, give us one Give us one thing. What community of people uh, okay. get you the most for the tweet? What community could not have been? <laughs> <laughs> there, should be, there should be no forum for a 15-year-old boy writing his thoughts down. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, so I thought... To be fair, I didn't. I didn't actually come across any that were bad. I was just like, yeah, just in case, I'll do a blanket ban and just delete everything and start this whole thing again. I feel like, every, like everyone should tweet 
sorry i feel like everyone should delete all tweets from before they yeah. were like 18 just to be safe to be honest with you yeah, it's madness not to you I literally quite like never know what like, could happen i just wanted to get rid of it completely but yeah i thought the tweets have to go yeah just think <laughs> like when we blow yeah like, no, that's the thing. i don't want to get cancelled before we even started the race like if we were to yeah. blow tomorrow which is obviously a high, a high possibility well i um, mean if we were to blow yesterday which is even more high possibility yeah, and then, like, imagine what could have happened if people had scrolled yeah. back through the 28,000. Oh, by the way, I was chatting to Carlos about it before, Joe. I was hoping you might be able to get on board as a stakeholder, if not investor. Um, I've got a... I'm going to start a pub post-coronavirus. Um, and I'm go- I'm going to start it purely on the strength of the name that I've come up with. Yeah. Ready? All right. Picture this. I'm just going for a cheeky half down the bloated robot. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. Imagine that. The bloated robot. What? It's just, it amazes me that no one's thought of it already. <laughs> we're, we're saying it's the perfect um, modern day name, but it also sounds like a classic pub name. Yeah, it sounds like the Black Swan, but it's not. No, it's really good. It's good. I'm, I'm being serious there. It is a, it's a sick name. Thanks, 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 thanks. Um, but as you alluded to earlier on, it hasn't just been reviving the pub market that I've been doing since Corona. I've also been reviving the food delivery market. Um, and I exited the unemployment diaries with a massive boom um, in the shape of moped deliveries for Papa John's. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I already know you've been doing it, it still sounds so good when you say it. <laughs> um, operating out of the Deptford store, I've been pretty like razzing, name an estate in the Bermondsey or Deptford area, and I will have delivered a Papa John's combo meal to the top floor. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it's not a luxurious life, but you know, it's a life on the road, and that's what I've always known I've been destined for. <laughs> And we respect you for it, Lewis. Um, yeah, tell, tell us about it. Um, it's to be fair, it's getting it's getting a bit more dull now. The first day was hands down the best first day I've ever had at anything. Because uh, there's complete the beauty of this game is the freedom. Um, you haven't got like a manager. You haven't got anyone bearing down on you. It's just you, your one two five, and the open road, and I can't dream of anything more than that, terms of you boys. And it's a beautiful eight pounds thirty an hour, which you know. During Corona times, that's a, that's eight pound thirty more than most people. That's the thing, and it's eight pound thirty of profit because my outgoings are very low at the minute. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'll do this for a while. Do it for a while. I've got a question for you, Lewis. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I know for sure, and I'm, I think the listeners will probably know you're a big fan of a, a moped or a scooter. Yeah, they are fun. Has this kind of taken anything away from your your passion for it? I'm actually pleased that you said that because I was I was driving, I was actually going down the Old Kent Road the other day, driving back from a drop back to terminal. It's a double drop actually, if you had to know. <laughs> back to terminal, um, thinking even the difference between my first shift to now, I'm not as getting, I'm not really getting the thrill of uh, the moped as much. But I thought it still hasn't. My appetite for mopeding is 
going to come to a head when I eventually buy myself like a Vespa at some point in my life. So it's good that I get all the practice I can and experience before I do that, even if it does somewhat take away from the thrill of it. If you must know, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it was all part of the journey, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And being a Papa John's delivery boy is a journey, not a destination. <laughs> Lewis, I've been I've I've been thinking because um, I, I used to I read I, I read an article or something about like a college pizza guy, like a vice thing years ago. Yeah. I always thought that it it would seem, especially I know you're doing it around Deptford, so it's a bit different to like a, a uni campus mm. or like a university town, but it always seemed like the place where the maddest like little encounters would happen. Have you had any, because obviously like you, you think of like going around to a house where people are smoking weed or, and they offer you some, or you go to like a party or, yeah. or you meet people who are unbelievably hung over at like 6am. All I've done is I've been abused roundly during the Corona signs um, for going anywhere that they'd consider too close to them when I drop off the pizza I had this one girl in a house in a proper big house in Ladywell um, who said, uh, I was like walking up the path, knocked on the door. Da, da, da. Then you have to like step back and leave it on the wall and make sure that you're like doing a big visible sign of not getting too close to people um, and being like you're two meters away and whatnot. So I was like, so I'd stepped back, knocked on the door. She came to the door and said, oh, I've left it just on the wall here. Then stepped to like move it slightly. Closer. She said, what? Wait, don't you come any closer. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, there you go, darling. There's your dinner. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute joke. She was so rude. Yeah, I had, a, I had a similar experience the other day. Oh, yeah? What happened? I was in the queue uh, for Boots. Um, and people were, were getting people were queuing. Pardon? What were you getting? I just went to see if there was any um any uh, anti-back, any hand sand. All right. Yeah. Um, and then you're you're a fucking sheep, Joe. What do you mean? Why? <laughs> get a good bar of soap. I've got a good bars of soap. Yeah, what are you what are you getting the anti back for? Get a bad bar of soap then. I don't know for the yeah. times for the times I have to go out. Oh, I'm, anyway, God, I'm not um, really an uh, I'm not really a hand sanitizer fan. No, neither am I. It's horrible. It's horrible. But Although I, I have the, got I some, the... I have recently acquired. It wasn't from Boots. Acquired some aloe vera hand sanitizer, yeah. and it's actually really nice. It's moisturising. Good. Doesn't dry the hands out as had much. Any form of a skincare routine, though. I can't. I literally, I can't fathom putting anything on my skin. So the idea of suddenly, like every two minutes, wiping moisturiser or shit, I think it's just ridiculous. I think we need to grow up. You know, I'm quite. I'm back to nature, mate. I, mean, I, 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 I was thinking the one conspiracy theory I can get on board with is that uh, hand sanitizer companies were the ones who came up with COVID. Yeah, I like I like a conspiracy theory as much as the next man, unless the next man's you, in which case I like it slightly slightly less. But but also, you, there's not actually many conspiracy theories that are more entertaining than it came from someone eating a bat. So. <laughs> Yeah, has that actually, has that been verified in any way, or have we, have we disagreed with that? No, I think it's actually legit. It, it, there was, there, apparently, in the, in the Wuhan wet market, there's like cages of different animals, and the, the bats are at the top, and then all of their fluid and blood and whatever dripped down onto other animals, and then it all passed through and eventually ended up on a pangolin, and then they, that started past a, a pangolin. What's that? It looks like a Pokemon. <laughs> but um yeah, and, and all those animals that were caged up in that close proximity managed to pass on it it, it, it started the virus and then someone ate the bat interesting interest yes 
thing. Um, so, yeah, how have you been spending your days? What have been the highlights of your days? Joe. Okay, highlight of my day. Highlight yeah. of my day. Uh, I mean, I've been really valuing a long run. Yeah. Um, Because it's the only time I get out. Roughly how long are you going on your runs? I mean... Probably... You're Strava. No, no. You know, probably an interesting fact about me for people like you guys is that I've never... Yeah. I've never tracked a single run that I've done or listened to music on a run. Really? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. I, I, I view it as like the only time that I ever go out without a phone or music. And I'm just kind of got into it, to be honest with you. You know what? I did actually try it once and I, I didn't find it like it, it made it any easier for me to listen to music. So yeah. Oh, na- oh, natural on the runs, baby. Maybe that could be your shoestring, shoestring, uh, budget idea for today then what running well running you don't need headphones you don't need a phone <clears throat> yeah i mean I, I meet people who are like oh i don't know how how you can possibly go for a run without listening to music but it's just uh it's what i'm used to so yeah, i don't feel the need but you're doing a lot of it in the minute though well i mean once a day it's more than i yeah. was doing to be fair but yeah I've, I've also been doing i've also been reading like allocating proper amount of time to read a novel yeah, Take me go away. on your phone while you're reading. No, I make sure Isn't I don't. I like I turn my phone off when I'm reading. Uh, it's the only way. What been reading? It's a book by an Indian writer called Rahinta Mystery. It's a, a a a novel called Family Matters. It's about it's about uh, several people's lives in Bombay that kind of become intertwined. In, I mean, in the eighties, yeah, would you call it a bit of a Bombay mix? <laughs> uh yes if 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 that's what you want to see i'll call it a bit of a bombay mix all right good can you call it uh mumbai from now on please yeah true i'll get offended no yeah. they re- they refer i've got a story about that they refer to it as bombay well, in the story so i feel like i've got a uh, good reason to yeah fair enough um but yeah i've got a story so on my on my de- on my course um I met some people once and I, uh, one of them was someone I was, I chat to on my course. So I had lunch with them and yeah. then I didn't even really know much about Bombay, Bombay and Mumbai. Um, and there was an Indian guy who was sitting with us and then some, so the most Tory guy I've ever seen sat down. He's like literally looked straight out of a rugby club. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, he starts chatting to, he's chatting to all of us and he bear in mind, he's just met me. And then he goes, to the Indian guy, who the Indian guy was talking about Mumbai, um, Mumbai mm. and he goes, he was like, mate, 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 I'm gonna have to stop you there. Don't you mean Bombay? And, <laughs> and, and, and the Indian guy was like, oh, shut up, not this again. Like, what are you talking about? And he goes, and he was like, yeah, like I just genuinely think that uh, independence was the worst thing that ever happened to India. <laughs> what? Oh my god. Yeah. And I was just staring him out, and I was like, to, and, and and in our module there was a question about like post-colonialism, and I was like, yeah, you're, it's not that good banter, but I was just like, yeah, you're clearly not doing the post-colonialism question, you mug. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But, yeah. So that was a bit of uh, uni racism. Interesting. 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 What are you doing with your days, Carlos? Uh, same as everyone, really. Like bit of. Well, it's actually good for me because I live in a student house, so I've got people my age to chill with rather than parents or yeah. whatever. Um, but I've been doing a few hill sprints in the little park near me. <laughs> uh, apparently, um, 
one of them's already given you a migraine. Yeah, I did four today. Four, like, so I did two hill, two sprints up the hill. How big's the hill? Then had a five minute breather. Then did another two hill sprints. Came out now. I've got a migraine. <laughs> Sent me spinning. Um, <laughs> and then uh, on top of that, what else? Been playing dominoes. Like Mexican train, you ever played oh, that? Sorry, mate. Don't mention a competitor, all right? Uh, what? Uh, it's a, it a cracking joke, but as usual, it's gone sailing over your two heads. No, no, I've got it. I've got it. It was a good one. Um, and then, then the the last thing's just like um, I've been letting showering slip, which I'm ashamed to mention. Um, I had a I had a bath today, and it was my first wash in like four days. I wouldn't worry about it. But yeah, yeah check this, yeah. So I haven't I hadn't had a shower today and I was sitting around with people and and someone goes um someone's like oh so is anyone really getting a smell of like cheese like fresh cheddar <laughs> and, and then and, and then someone else is like yeah yeah I, I don't know what it is it's a really weird smell it smells like a really nice cheesy pasta <laughs> and, and they, were, they were like yeah they were like yeah we're getting the nicest smell of pasta right now like I don't know where it must be the neighbors cooking up a nice meal and I was like, oh, fuck it. Why don't you smell my armpits and see if it's me? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you smell like pasta. Like a really There's nice cheesy pasta. It was a nice smell. <laughs> oh, my God. It makes it more disgusting that it was like gorgeous pasta rather than rancid pasta. You know oh, I mean? no, it's weird. It's weird. Weird me out of it. Yeah. Oh, well, well, we're cut from a different cloth, guys, because I literally never go a day without having a shower, to be honest with you. It's the, mm. it's, yeah, it's the last thing I do before I go to bed. Not the first thing I do in, after I wake up, but it could you be. One a day. It could be. Yeah, one a day, about a night. Interesting. I didn't have. I didn't know that people were night showers. Oh yeah, very much so. In my I family. think that could be the act of a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that? I've got to be honest with you, mate. It makes no sense, does it? Because you sweat in bed. Yeah, it makes absolutely no sense to me to shower before going to bed. No, because you, I mean, there's nothing quite like, I, I, I definitely sleep way better after having a shower. Just because getting into your bed, into nice sheets, feeling clean is so much nicer than not. Yeah, but showering ain't about sleep. Showering's about, about hygiene and smelling nice. Yeah, and you've accumulated a whole day's, a day's worth of sweat before getting into bed the way that you do it. Do you feel like you can wake up? I've only accumulated a whole night's worth, so it might be like what seven hours, seven hours worth of sweat, and you've accumulated how many hours? I don't know. God knows how many hours. That means you're not getting enough sleep, to be honest. Well, seven half eight, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Give or take. (laughs) I've I've found this genuinely fantastic. This uh, isolation. Oh, what you've liked it? I've 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 more than liked it. I've, I've. Honestly, haven't been happier in years. I don't believe that for one second. Bollocks. I'm not. Jo- I'm actually. Jo- I'm really not joking. Ah, right, well, this is a nice thing to talk about. Then, what, 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 what has made it so good? I think it, there's usually life's just full of completely meaningless noise and people doing meaningless things. And at the minute, everything that we do has a certain meaning on it, and that meaning might only be it's a meaning that we've put to it to fill certain time in our own head and alleviate ourselves from boredom. And I think there's a there's a lot to be said for finding ways to alleviate yourselves from boredom rather than just looking for distractions elsewhere. And now is a time where I can really think about what it is that matters in life. And I've spoken to people that I haven't spoken to in ages and I've done stuff like that and I've spent a lot of time just kind of, you know, walking around on my own or running on my own or doing stuff like that. And it's, I think it's really healthy, personally. 
I think this pandemic is maybe the healthiest I've ever been. <laughs> AKA, you're just not not drinking beer. AKA, I'm not, yeah. I'm, my, that, that whole spiel, my, that's what that was all about. Uh, you know what? Joe, Joe, I'm not having it. I actually think that spiel was quite beautiful. No, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Cheers, um, Carla. And but, to be I honest, mean, I agree because, go on, go on. I mean, why, why can why can that not be the case in day-to-day life? Because we're, we're distracted by meaningless jobs and tasks. Yeah. I think that basically most of life uh, is either meaningless or boring. Um, and it's quite rare that you get to hit upon things that truly have uh, meaning because you've given it to them yourselves and not because someone else has told you it's something that has to be done. And right now, there's I'm in a very fortunate position where I'm not you know, living on the breadline and can't afford rent. So everything that I'm giving meaning to is something that I've given meaning to myself. Be that, yeah, it's obvious stuff like reading a book or going for a run. But those are things that I've done through wanting to do them. Not, oh, can you commute on the train this morning and do some research that no one's going to read and that you're not enjoyed doing and then go home at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think this is a time to give meaning to the world rather than have it thrusted upon you. Yeah, I, I suppose. I mean, I I agree, but um, do you think you would be, uh, you'd have a different story to tell if you were like in a in a nine to five, um, just doing what you would be doing anyway, minus the travel. Yeah, probably, but I still think that this is sociologically absolutely fascinating, um, and the biggest things to have ever happened in our life. And as I said to a friend of the podcast, Theo Jones, the other day, it's very rare that you get to live through the biggest moment of your life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do totally agree with you, Lewis, because in in so many ways, that's what everyone's saying, they're going to be the healthiest that they've ever been. The thing is, there's a divide in it, because we're quite young and lucky that... um, we're probably going to be quite quite chilled throughout the um, isolation. If you're if you've lost your job or you've got kids to look after, that type of thing, then I can understand how it would be fucked and really hard. Completely but to people like that, yeah. But for 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 people who aren't in that situation, it's, it is just a moment to stop and think about what you actually care about. And to be honest, there was a meme going around where it was like, for all those bums who realise that isolation is going to be the exact same pattern as their life before. I was definitely one of those because, you know, like, you know what I mean? As a student, I do reading and that's it. But yeah. I, I, I do think... How all of your points equate back to a meme that you've found. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but honestly, I've, I've, I'm, all, I'm almost quite gutted that I'm not in an isolation with all my family. Do you know what I mean? To everyone... I feel like this is a time where families can... Uh, interact more paper over cracks whatever that type of stuff I think yeah I don't know I think that could be quite good you're such a romantic Carlos I think <laughs> the harsh reality of it is that <laughs> families are imploding <laughs> <laughs> and even cracks when Carlos are... is saying, nice, he's saying that they're going to be papering over cracks yeah crack, cracks are most definitely <laughs> not being papered over in the vast majority of households that are quarantined together at this time I think. How's, um, it go, how's it going for your family, Joe? No, it's fine to be honest. Like everyone's just like getting on with their getting on with themselves. It's nice to um, it's nice to have have meals together and and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And like go for a walk or whatever. Um, not as well as sounds a run, by the way. Live, <laughs> sounds pretty live, man. 
Were you the one who just chatting about you how you wish you were with your family? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm being out of order. Can't have your cake and eat it, mate. Um, you know what? I'm glad you said that because I've never understood that phrase. What are you? What when you have a cake? What are you meant to do? Yeah, but the point is that you can't have your cake and eat it. You can't have your cake in front of you on a plate as well as eating it. It means you can't yeah, have two why, things. Why, why would anyone want to have their cake? To have it, I suppose, as a thing that they can be looking forward to still. And mm. be yet to enjoy. See, I, I think the point, that semantically. The two things don't me, the two things don't work together. To yeah, you can't have so you can't have something and eat it, but but a cake. Who who just has a cake? You know what I mean. You eat your cake. <laughs> My, I kind of get your point. I've got to say, I do kind of get your point. Is, is, is it that same as saying you can't have your pizza and eat it? Well, I don't want to have my pizza. I want to eat it. Yeah, but, but the you're thing is, Carlos, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna semantically take apart every idiom or analyze every idiom in the English English language, then please be my guest. But you get the point. What about a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush? It's like who's got a bird in the hand, but we still all get on with the phrase. Do you know what I mean? No, absolutely incorrect. Because that's an incredible phrase. How? But I mean, logistically, it just doesn't work. Like, it's yeah, not, that, it's not feasible. Because if you've got a bird in the hand, you're you're gonna you're potentially gonna lose it. By yes, but Carlos, who's got a bird in the hand? Who's got a bird in the hand, mate? <laughs> People who get out there and get in, involved with nature and go hunting. <laughs> Carlos, I think we can all accept that you're very much wrong here. <laughs> there, there's a there's a lot more to learn from that phrase. It, it, it that that's kind of the same as betting, having a bird in the hand and and not getting distracted by the two in the bush. You could have. A, a good 20 quid winnings in your Skybet account and you could get distracted by future winnings and spend all of that or you could just settle for what you've got in hand. <laughs> okay, sorry, I'll revise my previous statement. All of your points either revert back to memes or betting. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that betting is a perfect example of the noise which we no longer have to be a part of. Very true. I've saved so much money since quarantine. There you go. And you haven't no. missed it. Um, on on betting sites, they've now brought virtual sports to the top page. <laughs> and me and my housemate have been watching virtual speedway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mate's been betting on virtual horses. <laughs> oh, man. Putting money on it is just a step too far. Yeah, how, how's yeah, life, Carlos, now that you're betting on virtual <laughs> horses and the weather? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, um, I want to drop my favourite thing as we're doing phrases in common parlance it's my favorite one i want to know your snap snap judgments on it all right go on empty barrels make the most noise i've never heard that one Ooh. before yeah good one isn't it? what does it mean that's good also I, I, obviously you know i it's, oh yeah i like it but this is one that i hate you, you get what that one means that's yeah like, I get it. That's no, can you tell me please you just didn't have anything to say about it oh, I see. um as in like um, the people that make so like for example Donald Trump empty barrels make the most noise mm. like yeah, if you uh, if you boot, real life yeah if you boot an empty barrel then it'll make far more noise than one that's full of water for example and it's you know people yeah. that, people that have nothing inside them give off the most transmit the most anyway what that, I was going to say that say kind of reminds me of um, those who think they know it all know nothing at all Oh yeah, I like that. One that I and hate. Those that know that they know nothing know it all. Yeah. 
One that, yeah, yeah. I don't, I like and don't like that because I think the second part of that's complete bollocks, but yeah. Um, Why? Well, because if you know that you know nothing, then you don't know it all. Because it gives the sense that there's not some knowledge out there that can be claimed and gained and there's not some use to knowing stuff. Anyway, what I was going to say was that <laughs> one that I've always disliked, things are on there, I quite like this chat, is uh, don't argue with an idiot because from a distance no one can tell which one's which. You know what? It's hilarious that you've just said that. Is that like your dad's favourite phrase in it or something like that? Yeah, so I live now uh, at... Uni- uh, where I live now, I got hooked up by Joe and I live with some of his old friends from university. And one of them came up to me and was like, this was literally like two weeks ago, just stopped me in the corridor and was like, oh, I've just remembered something. Joe once came up to me at uni and said, oh, my mate Carlos, his dad has a really sick phrase that don't argue with an idiot because from a distance, no one will know who's who. And she was like, yeah, I've just remembered he stopped me and told me about it. (laughs) And she was like, yeah, I've remembered it since then because I think it's the best phrase I've ever heard. Yeah, and oh, I've remembered it since your since your dad told me. I think it's really good. It's incredible. I don't like it, but I'm sorry, I don't like it. Why not? Explain. Um, I think that there's one I quite like arguing with idiots, <laughs> and two, uh, I think that there is. I don't. I think there's a lot of purpose to. Uh, basically, my point is, if you think that someone's an idiot and they're wrong about something. Why, should, why would you not try and change their mind? Because you don't argue with them to change their mind. You help educate them. Exactly. It's like, I would never if bother getting into an argument with a racist. I would never if bother getting into an argument with a racist because you know that then they're, they're never going to bend, basically. They're never going to admit. But it's, yeah, I quite like of... having arguments with racists and people like that. Yeah, but what you've got to realise is you can't argue the point you have to show them. And I know that leads to arguing. Life's too short. Fuck that, I just argue. Yeah, but the point is, you have to realise that from a distance, people are going to also think you're an idiot for engaging with an idiot. See, that's where I disagree. I don't think they will. Lewis, trust me, they will. (laughs) Yeah, but Lewis, the point is, from a distance as well, mate. They're not hearing hearing the conversation. Not someone who's actually fully engaged with the conversation. Why do they care about it? To them, it's just two people speaking in the horizon. No, they're not speaking, they're arguing. Yeah, but how do they know? Because they're far away, they can't hear it. Yeah, because you can tell when people are arguing because they're, they're getting aggressive and, and, and kicking off. They could, their love language could be aggressive conversation. That could be them showing their most content. But I need to put these questions to your dad because he's got a lot to answer for. You've got, you got to think about it like this. When, when have you ever seen people like on a night out or something fighting and not thought, you know what, they're just both idiots? Yeah, but that's a completely different scenario, though. No, Carlos. it's not, though. It's not. It's yes. not. It's the point. My scenario then would be I mean, because in that fight, because in a fight, like someone's probably going to be in the right. Owen Jones arguing on Twitter with a homophobe. I'm not suddenly thinking, oh, he's an idiot because he's not going to change his mind. I'm thinking, yeah, argue with him. He's a fucking idiot. I think Twitter's a bit different, though, because you can actually, you can put your points across calmly. All right, then Owen Jones arguing in real life with one of the people that attacked him outside that pub. He's completely justified for it, but that's kind of different. I'm not going to suddenly say that he, he's coming across like an idiot for it. No, but the funny thing it hands, is... It hands the complete freedom to idiots, that phrase. I think no, we live in a world where now it's seen as kind of unuseful or unintelligent to just confront wrongness head on. And instead, you've got to really understand it and empathise with it and then, and then kind of debunk it through education with them. But people don't react to that. 
Yeah, but people don't also react to you telling them that they're just a bigoted idiot. No, but they don't react to anything. It doesn't mean that they're not. That's my point. But but what I'd say to you is, funny enough, a lot of people think Owen Jones is an idiot because he's always arguing. Yeah, no. A lot of people think Owen Jones is an idiot. And a lot of people think he's an idiot because they're closet, closet homophobes and right wing. But that doesn't mean that Owen Jones is that thing. Yeah, but wait, right, check it. The phrase is never argue with an idiot, but you can have a calm... The point... The, I see I see how you're trying to get around it, but the point isn't about engaging with people. It's about keeping it to a certain level where you're calm, you're conversating, but arguing and proper getting aggressive and stuff like that. You're both just going at it. Nothing's actually, that, is, that is the precise point that I disagree. I think that there is value in meeting bigoted ignorance with it with aggression if needs be personally i think that <laughs> saying no i'm going to not bother to speak to them because i'm not going to suddenly what's that going to do i think that's just like all right fine let's give them an easier life then no yeah. no no lewis you missed, we'll you, doing what you want because i'm never, we're not going to confront it because we're not going to change it no but you're not you're not not confronting it you're just not doing it in an argument you're 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 laying it on the table speaking educating and if they can't hear that then you don't engage yeah but they're not going to hear it and they're not going to hear you arguing either no one's so going to hear anything, but you may as well have an argue about it. No, but then that makes you an idiot because you're wasting your time. Well, then how are we not? This is the whole point of this quarantine conversation. Most of the time we are wasting our time. <laughs> then where are you going to draw the line? I've got to get my laptop charger. All right. It's also a good excuse for me not to argue with an idiot and look like an idiot <laughs> in the process. <laughs> um, right. So this has been our inaugural Skype quarantine flicks. Um, it's been a pleasure. Um, let's say that we'll attempt one a week, but we might not. Um, if anyone does anything interesting in their lives, then we'll do one. But at the yeah, minute, there's not going to be much more to report other than, as you said, not showering, going for a run and reading a book. But it's been an absolute delight to meet with you boys virtually. Brilliant. Beautiful. Yeah. Cool. All Cheers right, later on. Bye-bye. See you later. Well...